What's going on, family? It is your host, Kyle J.R. Faith, an everyday living podcast, man, getting ready to drop a new episode. So um, this one is going to be a little bit different than some of the others I've done. Normally, I get on the podcast, I get you charged up, give you some word, man, feed you some uh, principles from the word of God, just some things that we can apply to our lives to help us get through every day. But I want to talk a little bit different today. Um, I want to talk about what do you do in life when you hit rock bottom? Uh, when you find yourself in a low place in life. And I'm pretty sure we've all been there. We've all hit this place in life called rock bottom. And, and your rock bottom may be different than my rock bottom or somebody else's your lowest place that you have fallen to in life uh it it may be different than somebody else's but maybe if we share our testimony if we talk about rock bottom uh there could be somebody listening to this podcast right now that is in that place of rock bottom that needs to be encouraged And for me, rock bottom came when I was 16 years old. Um, That's where I found myself in my rock bottom situation. That, That was that place that changed the trajectory of my life uh, forever. That was a, a moment of uncertainty. And darkness that was a moment of shame and regret. Um, when I was 16 years old, I'll never forget the day, June 1st, 2009. This was the summer of my sophomore year in high school. I was 16. I'll never forget coming in. I went with my dad to work. Um, he drives truck, so I rode with him that day. We get back home, we sit down, uh, we started eating, and we're watching TV. And I remember seeing what looked like a vehicle past the window. So I got up and I looked, but I didn't see nothing. So I sat back down to start eating, and then a knock hit the door. And so I get up. And I walked to the door. And when I opened the door, uh, there's an investigator and two sheriff deputies standing on the porch. And he's holding a paper in his hand. And I look around them and there's like seven, eight maybe sheriff deputy cars parked surrounding the house from from the front and out into the road and down the side. And I'm thinking to myself, is all of this necessary? What the world? And he begins to read me off my charges. And he says, um, are you Charles London? Yes, sir. And so uh, he says, okay, you know what we're here for? Yes, sir. So he puts me in the handcuffs. And um, when I got to a YDC, it's probably about two in the morning. That's when I really had time to think. And I was scared. I was scared because I I was never the trouble 
type person. I never got in trouble. Um, as far as with my with school, I was a very smart student, very intellectual academically. And yet here I was in a RYDC. And the only thing I could sit here and think of is where will my life go from here? And so I'm sitting there in this cell and the next morning I don't get up to eat. I don't want to come out of my cell, but I have to. And I just wanted to sit there to myself. Um, I didn't want to have nothing to do. I didn't want to have nothing to do with um, anybody else in that place. I kind of just wanted to be isolated. And it, it was my place and time of thinking. And I'm sitting here thinking about, wow, you're you're a sophomore in high school with uh, a very bright future ahead of you. And yet here you are in this place. And I didn't know just how serious everything would get until I had probably been there maybe a week and a public defender came and visited me. And he was like, do you understand how serious this is and I told him no sir he said um you know you're in a situation where you could be facing life in prison and um that was just a life changing moment right there because I never expected myself to be in a situation at 16 years old uh, where I could be facing life in prison, but yet here I am. So I started praying because I, I grew up in a church family. I on both sides, my mother's side, my father's side. Um, I have family members who were preachers. I grew up going to church. Um, I went to church on Sunday, Bible studies on Wednesday night. So I started praying, but when I prayed, um, because I, I knew it was going to take the help of God to get me through this. I started praying and I started seeking God, not based off of what my mother or my grandmother or my auntie told me. Um, I started seeking God for myself because truly I was at my place of rock bottom. And so I would go from a RYDC to about the time I turned 17, I found myself in the county jail and I went in there uh, lashing out, trying to put on a facade of somebody who I was not, because during that period of transition from age 16 to 17, I spent hours studying the word of God and I spent time writing and um, I was mature enough to know that what I was doing when I got to the county was not right. Um, but because I was 17 years old and they put me in um, general population, uh, I just, I walked around with this facade. I walked around trying to put on as this person who was ready to go down for whatever, not afraid. And yet the whole time I'm walking in fear because I'm like, you know, I'm 17 and these are grown behind me. And these are men in their 30s and 40s and some of them in their 50s. Um, so I, I didn't want to show no fear. 
you know, you you hear all the stories about what they say happened in prison and, and in jail. So you you have to put on this facade to make yourself, you know, seem like this, even though you may not be. And so it I started changing. I started cussing and I started um putting on this bad boy facade but then one day I realized I sat down had a conversation with a man and he just he asked me why was I doing it why was I walking around on the edge all the time and on the facade and that was that point where I realized I don't have to walk around like this because I truly have nothing to worry about um so I would spend 11 months in the county jail um I was still well no when it wasn't 11 maybe it was nine because I was still 17 when I left the county jail um I got there well yeah it was 11 I got there February of 2010 I left there January of 2011 um from February to July July would be when I got sentenced to a state prison and the amazing thing about that is I met a guy in there who told me um, one day, he said, man, you know, you're stressed and you're worried about what's going to happen with your time. And he said, your time, your sentence, he said, the Lord told me to tell you your sentence is going to be short. Um, and so end up his word would be right because I kept praying. I kept praying. They gave me a five year sentence with uh time served so at age 17 i would go to jackson state prison which is the georgia diagnostics prison where they classify you and send you to a permanent prison to do the remainder of your time i would go from jackson state prison to Dooley state prison and um when i got to a state prison it was a whole lot different than ydc and it was a whole lot different than jail. It was a little bit more movement. Um, people were a little bit more lively. You know, watching you watch TV, um, but still, there was that phase of adjustment because it was just a whole complete different program. But this, even though this was my place of rock bottom in life, this was actually the catalyst that would help push me out into who I am today everything that I went through in that season of life pushed me out into who I am today because I found the time I discovered my gift of writing by taking out the time to sit down and study my bible and use a notepad to write and to pray and to meditate and I tell you out here in real life in the real world as they call it here in when you have freedom the world is so busy and with having to have a job or having having a spouse and balancing life balancing the whole workflow uh going to church on sunday you don't have the time to spend six seven eight nine ten hours in prayer meditation and writing um so there was a there was my ability to get to know God in my lowest place in life like some people never will because they have never been given the opportunity to spend that time with God. Um, I met some amazing people in there and I one brother in particular, man, I'm glad I know this brother. We still communicate today. 
but we we met down in those trenches we met down in the lowest places of life and now that we're out we still we still hold fast to the word of god we still talk we call uh we you know share words give words of encouragement to each other man and we are as families him and his wife his kids me my wife my son we're we're bonded and we're connected because we we share an experience in life that cannot be uh taken away from us and it, it created a bond spiritually um like a david and jonathan it, it developed a, a great spiritual bond of brotherhood that no one can ever take away from me this this man is my brother and can't nobody tell me he's not nor change that for me um because this was one person that when when i was in we we prayed together um we fasted um you know we always studied the word of god we we always engaged in ministry work and dialogue and so Rock bottom for me was 46 months of my life in prison, but I made my way up from rock bottom to get into the place that God would have me to be. And it it became like a slingshot that changed the trajectory of my life. And so if I had to say something to anybody on this podcast, I would say whether it was an abusive relationship or whether you went to jail or you went to rehab or you, you went to prison. Um, whether they had to put you in a mental institution, um, whether you're a victim of rape or drug abuse or prostitute, formerly did prostitution, don't look at your rock bottom as the thing that is hindering you and don't let it hinder you because it does not have to. Um, use your rock bottom as fuel, use it as a catalyst to help you get empowered in life uh, to pursue the will of God in your life like never before and become an active demonstration of the power of God and of transformation Uh, because that's that's what we have to do when oftentimes I talk to people and they'll say man you know we get to talking and they'll talk about some of the things they went through and I'll tell them I say well you know how I spent almost four years of my life incarcerated and they look at me and they say, no. And I say, yes. And uh, they'll look at me and they'll say, man, but you don't talk like it. They say, you talk intellectual. And I tell them, I said, well, my intellectual ability, I never lost that. Um, I said, but yes, I, I spent 46 months incarcerated. But the Bible says that we can go through the fire. You look at Daniel and the, uh, I mean, you look at Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the book of Daniel. They went through the fire, but there was a fourth man in there with them when Nebuchadnezzar seen them. And that fourth man was the son of God. And it says that the fire, the the um, pit was on fire. The burning pit was, but they were not. The fire had not consumed them when they came out. They didn't even smell like smoke. And the reason why is because God was covering them. So they, they didn't even look like what they had went through. And that is the narrative of life. If you will allow God to be present in your life, you will never look like what you've been through. Um, There are some people who have been through some hell and they've been through some stressful moments in life and they've been into some low, low places. They have hit rock bottom, but they don't look like what they went through. They don't sound like uh, what they went through. And 
so I want to encourage you to allow the rock bottom of your life, the place, uh, the low places that you have been to become a testimony of deliverance to other people. Um, and again, we all have different rock bottoms. Uh, for me, this that situation in my life was it was rock bottom. Um, but rock bottom is that place where you can think. It is the the place where you can meditate. It is the place where you have to open your eyes and realize this one thing. And I love saying this. I, I heard this from Bishop Noel Jones in a sermon. He said, if I'm going to fall, let me fall all the way to the bottom. He said, the reason why is because a ball that does not reach the bottom cannot bounce back. So you have to realize that rock bottom is your bounce back place. It is it is that place where you can hit the bottom and bounce back. The only direction once you have hit rock bottom, uh, the only direction you can go from there is up. So you have to realize that life can get better. Um, it can get so much easier. No matter what walk of life you come from, you do not have to look like what you've been through. No matter what God has brought you out of, you do not have to look like what you've been through. And maybe you're in that place of rock bottom right now. And I would just, I want to encourage you to know that you don't have to accept rock bottom. You don't have to remain in that place but you can get back up and change the trajectory and the direction of your life and gain momentum for victory and look up and soon enough you're not in rock bottom you're in a whole nother level you are above where you are and you don't look like what you've been through there is beauty in ashes I can tell you that if you look at uh, Nehemiah in the Bible, uh, the Bible says that when he came and he saw it, when he came to see Israel, um, the walls were just piles of rock and rubble. But he looked at the walls and he looked at all this rubble and he said, we will rebuild. If we come together, we'll rebuild. And they started rebuilding the walls. So what you've got to do is you've got to pull your mindset up with your emotions because your emotions if you get motivated you'll want to move and you got to take that motivation and you got to put it with your mindset and you got to make them uh, combine with the desires of your heart and you got to cause yourself to move physically from where you are to move on away from rock bottom and to make your way up into the place of glory and transformation that God has for your life so um that was my rock bottom experience. 46 months of my life from age 16 to 20 incarcerated. But look where I am today. Um, married five years with a beautiful wife. Uh, have my own house. Have my own vehicle. Um, have my own business. Doing a podcast. Have a five month old handsome son. And when I look back over all of it, rock bottom was worth it. In fact, not only was rock bottom worth it, 
rock bottom was necessary. It was needed. It had to happen in order to mold me and shape me into who I am today. So take the time out to think about your rock bottom moment. Have you allowed it to define your life? Or have you allowed it to be that catalyst of change to help push you into a whole new trajectory? Release your purpose and discover the power of your potential. Are you the comeback kid in life? Or are you still like the prodigal in the hog pen? Do you need to be reminded of who your father is and what God has waiting on you if you get into his presence? So, man, I am your host, Kyle JR. Faith in Everyday Living Podcast. That was my rock bottom moment. But it became a catalyst. And I pray you allow yours to be the same. So, God bless you, family. I love you. Kyle JR out.